What's up, everyone? Welcome to the latest episode here on RNFM Radio. This is episode 187. You've got questions, we've got answers. Whether you're a nurse just starting out in your career, student nurse, or an experienced nurse seeking another perspective, and of course, we can't forget our nurses in business, this is the leading resource and inspiration right here on The Pulse of Nursing. Speaking of inspiration, I am so inspired today. We were so inspired today. It was so much fun because this show today, which you can actually find the show notes for, rnfmradio.com forward slash care coordination. This came from a listener out there, an RNFM radio listener. And this is what we mean. You reach out to us and there are plenty. We do get emails. We do get questions. We do get some feedback. But this particular individual who we'll talk about on the show when all three of us are on the mic here, we will definitely, um, I mean, we will feature these questions, especially when they like really speak to us. And, and so we just want to thank this listener out there. And again, she'll be named and mentioned. And of course, we encourage you to follow her. But we just want to say like, thank you so much for reaching out. I mean, literally the whole show is about these questions that were submitted and we loved doing it. I mean, we had a blast as you'll be able to tell. So I'll just kind of zip it so we can roll into the show. But I want, I want to do make, I, I do want to make, I want to make, I want to make a, just a quick request. If you head over to iTunes and under the podcast section, or really just iTunes in general, type in RNFM radio under the search box, pull us up. And if you know, you got an iTunes account, if you wouldn't mind leaving, leaving us a rating and review over there, that would be totally awesome because it really helps people get this show in their ears and in their hearts because iTunes sees it as a highly ranking show. Very easy to do. I think I might actually do a video tutorial on how to actually do that. But anyway, let's get into the show because it was so much fun and we want you to have fun and actually learn something. So we'll just go ahead and record. This is going to be episode 187. Is that unbelievable or what? I mean, is it? Unbelievable. 13 more to the bicentennial. I've got to order those. You and that bicentennial. um, I know. I've got to order those Uncle Sam facial products. You are silly. So um, anyway, hey, I I have some news, and I think this actually might dovetail on today's show, that I am not on the floor anymore. I am not laying on the floor recording this show at this very moment. So I am in my home office, home studio. It is not complete, but I am standing at one of my areas, one of the three areas that I will have available to me to work within this place. One of three areas? Yes. The the office is going to have several places for me to do work. And 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 I think it'll dovetail a little bit into today's show, who amazingly came from a listener, an RNFM radio listener. And you know what? That's the thing, guys. I get so stoked to get these emails like, oh, my gosh, I heard episode 157 and I just had I wanted to follow up on this. I mean, this is where we can show that we're proving to you that not only do we appreciate your comments and your questions and your feedback, but sometimes you inspire us enough to bring the entire like question on the show. And that's what we're doing today. That is seriously what we're doing today. So we have Elizabeth today. Elizabeth, you're, you're here with us, right? Even though you're in Baltimore, but you're still here with us, right? No, oh, I'm here. <laughs> Good. I figured I'm just so. listening to y'all chit chat and being here in well, my just, own way. Yeah, Holding the space as we say in that, you know, spiritual world. <laughs> that's right. Holding the space. Ooh. Yeah. 
<laughs> I got my arms around both of you. I'm here. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it. We're going to exercise the demons. That's Actually, right. I don't think there are any demons, but. No yeah. demons. I'm holding my, my mouse in one hand and a cup of tea in the other hand. A mat. Wait. Uh, okay. I'm picturing that. All right. Gotcha. Wireless mouse. Wireless mouse. Wireless mouse. All right. Mouse with no tail. How's that? A mouse. Yeah. Actually, do mice have tails anymore? I mean, everybody's got to be using a Bluetooth mouse, right? What about you, mice, Elizabeth? Mice have been genetically modified. They have. They have. I don't know. The mice in Maryland still have tails because we've had a few in our ceiling. <laughs> Caught them. Interesting. Did you catch yeah. them by the tail? Or did you get it by the uh, head? Yeah, probably. Oh, it's so inhumane. I hate catching mice. I kind of stay out of it, but I guess they really can't live with us. So I let my husband do all that. It's true. <laughs> it really is. I mean, there's all kinds of problems with that stuff, you know. Anyway. Wow. All oh, right. Fun. So we'll Let's get into it. Yeah, we're not talking about extermination today. Um, actually, no, we are, we're, we're talking about exterminating the obstacles. Um, no, but uh, Ooh, nice. we had... We have, or we have a listener out there, uh, sounds like a pretty loyal listener, loyal enough to reach out to me and reach out to us to feature this question. I really appreciate it. So Amelia Roberts, thank you so much. And I, I just realized that she actually follows us on Twitter as well, at Room RN, R-H-E-U-M-R-N. So that's right. Amelia. We've been seeing her out there for quite some time. I know, I know. And it's so funny. Like I've seen her in the ethers of, of the, the social and everything. I call it the social because that's just really what it is. And here she, she just took it upon herself to reach out. So I, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily bravery. I mean, Hey, we're, we're not going to bite you. I mean, we're not mice. I mean, we're not going to like bring any disease or um, actually, I don't know. Do mice really bite? I mean, they chew. But we're not going to chew you. Just added another follower. I've, I've looked her up and followed myself. Sweet, so there right. you go. Yeah. We want to do <laughs> that. We want to feature listeners that that reach out to us. And, and you should definitely follow her. Because apparently if she's listening to RNFM Radio and you're listening to RNFM Radio, then maybe you have something in common. That's a good point. It's a community, is after it all. Is. It is. I love yes. the community. It Yay. is. So, Kev, what did... Um, what did Amelia really want to know? It's a big question. There's a lot of information here. Awesome yes. that she shared so much. So can you distill it down to like first the basics and then we'll kind of dig deeper, um, but we'll start at the beginning. Yes, definitely. So obviously we get a lot of uh, questions and feedback and, and really concerns about individuals who are looking to start a business. And it sounds like Amelia is really interested in trying to find a way to monetize uh, a product and her service. Now, it sounds like she's got some experience in care coordination, um, and she kind of goes into to talking about ambulatory nursing, but really the care coordination aspect of nursing. Now, we'll probably have to come up with a few links to as a resource because I think the ANA has something, a little blurb about what care coordination is, basically saying care coordination and, and the essential roles of nurses. But she had reached out to me the first question was really that she had been wanting to start a platform like a blog to eventually monetize and she wanted to sell informational products and she said that setting up a basic WordPress site is just beyond her, which I totally understand. I mean, even though I'm a web, I was a web developer before being a nurse, like I put myself in her shoes and say like, wow, there, it's a whole different language. It's a whole different, you know, vision and, uh, you know, different technical skills that nursing school doesn't really teach you how to do. And so she was concerned because she said that the cost of someone to do this for is around $5,000. And did I have any recommendations to find 
someone or some way to do this for less than 200 bucks. Yes. And of course, my first, you know, answer would be um, probably not $200. Uh, I think if you're paying $200 for a website, that just isn't going to happen. So I think we can definitely share through our own trials and tribulations of each of our own individual platforms that $200 was pro that's probably not realistic, but I don't know. Do you, do either of you have uh, a different opinion on that? I have many opinions, but Elizabeth, if you want to go first, ladies first. Um, well, I only have one thing because I also have many as the discussion evolves. I, I've had many experiences with multiple websites and Kevin even was involved in one of them and, yes. <laughs> you know, has seen that happen. But but I wonder sometimes and I don't want to like squash anyone's thought or dream or vision. Um, I'm just curious in terms of setting up these barriers before we even begin, meaning WordPress itself, you know, if she's interested, if Amelia is interested in starting a blog before getting into all the technical aspects of it, there is a potential to do a WordPress blog on your own with a template that's there and that sort of thing while you're learning and gathering your information and making your decisions about your coloring or your branding and all that. So I'm curious as to if she is aware of the fact that that's available, you know, because I started right. out in that way and good then point. moved into paying. Right. Um, yeah. That's, that's so, a good point. So like, yeah, WordPress templates are a good. I didn't mean to cut you off, Elizabeth. That's um, fine. Those templates are a good place to start. I also want to say that I want to echo what Elizabeth said. I'm speaking directly to Amelia here that if you think about how you're going to do something that often stands in your way of taking any steps at all, but you've already taken a lot of steps and I want to give you props for reaching out to us, doing research, finding out how much a website's going to cost. You already know all that stuff. So that's great. And now you're, you're at this point of stultification thinking, Oh my God, how do I get started? So Kevin, you might disagree with me on this, but I'm just going to say it anyway. And you can feel free to disagree that the first thing to do, I would say, if you want to start a website, you need to find a URL that you're going to purchase, a domain name, because that's part of where that starts. You can't create it without a domain name. I would make sure you don't buy a domain name that's a subdomain of something else, like like roomrn.wix.com or weebly.com. Speaking of Wix and Weebly, say you bought roomrn.com you can start a cheaper site on Wix or Weebly or one of those hosted domains where you get pretty much a cookie cutter website. You could get started there. You could do some sort of Kickstarter or GoFundMe type of campaign or something else to raise money to hire a web designer. And there are places you can go to find less expensive web designers. And you could at least launch your platform in a relatively inexpensive way and then transfer that domain to like a slick, beautiful WordPress site down the road once you have the funds. So that was my first salvo around the, the website issue. And Kevin, I'm curious what you think about my opinions. No, actually, I don't disagree with that. And it might shock you. I, I really don't. I mean, you're right. You have to pick a URL and it shouldn't be a subdomain. It should be you, your brand, your business URL, something that either could be your name or well, the, the name of your business just depends on exactly. what you're offering, right? Just I was just going to say, I really want to jump in here because I have had that experience of switching around domain names from 
you know, sort of this company name that I thought was beautiful and welcoming and, and wonderful. <laughs> but if you think about search engine optimization and if someone's going to actually know what the heck you're talking about and be able to find you, which was not the case, I now am at ElizabethScala.com because my really what I'm offering is myself. Like I right. am my brand. I am a speaker. I'm a writer. I'm a consultant. And so as Amelia starts to think about this, be mindful that you don't choose something just because you think it sounds good. You know, if you're going to be really um, offering products, that's one thing. But if you eventually see yourself offering yourself to as a service, it, it could be useful to use your name because that's connected to all your social media and everything you do out there in the public as well. Good point. Oh, my God. That's that's part of the self as product issue. Like, yes, I chose to buy nursekeith.com and that's what I've been using. I am Nurse Keith Coaching, but I decided not to do nursekeithcoaching.com because I realized that I might do and I might end up doing more than coaching. So I didn't want to pigeonhole my URL as Nurse Keith Coaching because then I'm stuck with it. So I bought nursekeith.com. Everything happens under the aegis of nursekeith.com and that could be coaching, products, services, speaking what have you. Uh, I did start a blog 11 years ago. What? Blogs. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. It was, that was a long time. To January, 2005. Holy and smokes. Digital doorway is still on Blogspot, which I would like to switch it out of Blogspot, but I have so much traction over there. That's an issue for me. So if you want to start a blog on a hosted place like Blogger, Definitely, definitely don't do a .blogspot.com. Just use your own URL. I didn't know what I was doing in 2005, and many people didn't. But that's beside the point. Elizabeth brings up this idea of using yourself as a potential product. So you want to think, you want to take the 10,000-foot view. You might say, yes, I want to offer CEU courses. However, I might offer a lot of other services, including myself. So... Right. Like Renee Thompson doesn't use ReneeThompson.com. She uses RTConnections.com. And RT is her initials and it's RT Connections. It doesn't say anything about nursing, but everything she does is under that one heading. And I think that works for her. Yes. Well, and, and I, I agree with both of you again. And Elizabeth, you and I had talked about this a while ago because I, I really aligned with that telling you and in, in reaffirming that, yes, using your name as a .com is extremely important from a personal branding standpoint. And Amelia, you could do the same thing. And I just looked up Amelia Roberts is not available .com, that is. However, if you did Amelia Roberts RN.com. Now, Amelia, don't worry. I'm going to email you before the show goes live. So if you want to snag that URL before it actually goes live, just in case, then uh, you'll you'll have that in the know, and I'll I'll let you know. It's already done. It's, <laughs> We're out in the future, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. It's already done. I just wanted. She's to let been people emailed. Know. You're listening to the past. Exactly. I forget about this like Back to the Future stuff. Uh, I love That's it. Right. I They're love listening it. to the past. But think about this because they're both right. Keith and Elizabeth are both right. So think about you starting it under your Amelia Roberts brand, and you start that. And let's say that eventually you want to branch off. That's okay. You could take like a piece of that brand, like that service and spin it off into another business or URL down the road. But everything is under this big umbrella of Amelia Roberts. Like I'm about to embark on a kind of a Kevin Ross.com situation where I have innovative nurse. I'm a part of RNFM radio. I have kickflip media. I've got pulse media group. I mean, I've got all this other stuff. I've got this investment arm of my brand and all of that is going to live at this one place. But then people can go to that one place and find all these other brands that I'm involved with. So that's actually what I'm doing in 2016. But let's not get ahead because I know you're trying to just build this particular brand. 
And so uh, Wix right. and Weebly, fine. Squarespace mm-hmm. is actually another place where you can have your own URL. It doesn't have to be squarespace.com forward slash your brand. It can still be your URL. And that's really kind of a drag and drop situation where you can go in and put the content in. And again, it doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, I think anything that that is perfect, you're launching it when it's exactly the way it needs to be. You've launched it too late. I mean, at exactly. least get it, you know, functioning exactly. and have the information, but don't feel like it's got to be perfect before you launch. And right. well, it'll no, go never ahead. be done. I mean, no, a website it's is never done. done. Right. <laughs> I'm See, never I'm always done. On my website. It is right. constant. Like sometimes I just want to throw it out the window, but that's because it's constantly changing. I, I need I'm up for a redo myself, but I was going to uh, tag on to something Keith said earlier in terms of the price and in terms of getting quotes. I mean, I have had a large range and you certainly want to pay because you're paying for the value. You don't want to, as, as Kevin mentioned, pay for a $200 website. I don't even know where that exists. But at the same time, there are a range. And I know lots of people who do it at very reasonable costs. So I would just suggest that, you know, continue to be open-minded about looking for someone to help you because they're providing a really great service. And yes, you'd have to invest a little bit, but that's investing in your business, which is really investing in yourself. Yes. Right. I also recommend, Amelia and all of you listening, you can go to various sites like Fiverr. You can also go to Upwork. I like Upwork myself. That's where I would RV. prefer Upwork. Probably I not prefer, Fiverr. Yeah. Upwork has the most, um, there's the most protection for you as the consumer and for the person providing the service. So Fiverr is good if you want to have a logo made really cheap. But if you want someone to build a website, I would create a job on Upwork, which used to be called Odesk. And I've, I have an amazing podcast editor. We have a VA we're using for RNFM now, who's my VA, virtual assistant. So um, I would say Upwork is the best place to go to, to search for someone who will do it at a reasonable cost. So that's one place to go. And I think it's also important to realize just to dovetail again, is that the perfection's not going to happen. My website's not perfect. It never will be. I keep working on it. But the fact is you just get something out there, just start creating a platform and a brand, building a following, building connections, and then you start adding in your products later. And I think the first thing is just to get out into the space yes. and do it as cheaply as possible. And you don't need a website to do that. I mean, you really don't. You no, asked, you don't. Amelia, you asked that question about LinkedIn and using other platforms. I've mentioned Medium. I mean, you can even reach out to like HuffPost, you know, go to Huffington Post and maybe even post in their, their medical section, medical health section, if you wanted to. Uh, you don't necessarily need that URL that you think you need right now because... Keith and Elizabeth are right. You got to build that brand. You know, even you're kind of like building the plane as it's like taking off in a sense, you know? So, yeah, it, I, I was thinking that when I read the question that she asked about LinkedIn and, and, you know, not wanting to put the post there first and then on the blog first, I mean, you really want to build uh, visibility. And mm-hmm. I think I did it backwards, which I'm out there. Like I was trying to create a product within like the first six months of working and wondered why no one would even purchase it. Well, I didn't have anyone on my email list. I didn't have a following. I wasn't connected to anyone. So I think it's more important to get visible, to build that credibility, to um, put your expertise out there and to start networking that Keith always talks about. I mean, networking with people like us and others, you know, in this community is going to make it quicker for you to get in front of the traffic that you're looking for. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. And guest posting is great too. I mean, Amelia, all you have to do is let us know what you want to write for the blog at rnfmradio.com. Start writing guest posts, getting your name out there, and we'll push those posts out on social and you'll start getting some traction you know, to your Twitter account and your Facebook presence and wherever else you happen to be hanging out. So guest posting is a great way to also get started. So between LinkedIn Pulse, Medium, guest posting, and your social presence, that's a really great platform to start as you build the rest of your, <laughs> what you want that's to do. A, that's a full-time job right there, right? Guys? Yes, well, it is. It, it is. It's, a very, it's more than a full-time job. And I want to give a plug now to a company that Kevin and I really love. It's based in Portland, Oregon, and it's fizzle.co, not .com, fizzle.co. And that's another reason you can consider getting a domain that's not a .com because even companies like Fizzle are moving away from .com. So anyway, that's an aside. So Fizzle.co, they have an awesome podcast that comes out every Friday. It's basically ground up, down and dirty um, advice, savvy advice for entrepreneurs and people building solopreneur businesses. And they have a great program. It's $35 a month and you can try the first five weeks for free. My wife just signed up actually. And you can launch your business. They have online learning systems. There's a forum with thousands of people in it. And you get group and one-on-one -on -one coaching for doing all the things we're talking about right now. And we're actually going to start offering something like that sometime this year, we hope. Right. But Fizzle is a great place to go just to get started. Indeed. And in, in that whole .com, .co thing, I, I, I know I live in this like creative space and some of my other, my digital and uh, branding brand strategy agencies and, and we get creative on a couple of things where we've got companies out there that want to go like dot soy or something maybe that's what we should do rnfm radio dot soy. soy nice but <laughs> but amelia what i wanted to highlight too we talk about investment going back to what elizabeth was saying earlier with you know in, in the 200 dollars and kind of expanding on that like you you do get what you paid for and then keith that you know upwork i've used it personally we use it at rnfm radio we we use upwork and you can find some great people out there but you said to us, so let's kind of like distill down some of the, the additional kind of yeah, specific questions because you're talking about the web, uh, the WordPress designers and their rates. So you, you shared your salary with us, which I guess maybe we won't share that publicly, but you're saying, okay, paying somebody $150 an hour or more to work on what essentially you're seeing is a hobby. And of course, you're kind of asking me to talk you into this. So let's think about this for a second. Now, when I look at a business like this, a startup in this situation, if you're generating revenue, what can you invest in to make sure that you can continue to generate revenue? Now, I, I see a lot of these business owners who want to do everything or they want to learn every aspect of their business. Some of the stuff, they're just really, they're not savvy at all. Maybe they don't want to be savvy in it. They just want to have a little bit of knowledge. But here's the thing. If you're taking away from your ability to generate income that you already know is coming in right now, don't take away from that because you need to be a revenue engine in your business. I mean, cash is oxygen for, you know, your, your business. And so when you're trying to build your business and you have a way to generate revenue, focus on that so that you can take some of that revenue and then put it toward building that brand and doing things that you really don't have time to do or you're not really savvy in doing. I mean, Elizabeth and Keith and, you know, myself, we have a social media, we have a marketing department that we're now creating here at Pulse Media for RNFM Radio. And we did, we hired somebody on Upwork 
to handle social media for us. It doesn't mean that we personally are not on social media anymore, but we needed some help because we're not executing on it properly. It's not that we lack the skills, we lack the time because we need to produce more podcasts. We need to reach out more, you know, with questions and answer questions like this and create our platforms and our our service offerings that, that are definitely going to be happening in 2016. So we got to focus on big picture stuff. I mean, and, and so I do look at businesses who are trying to do everything and they just, they can't wrap their heads around it. So I think, what did you say? Something about the whole either hire a gardener or learn to garden concept. I mean, I think at this point, hire the gardener so that they can kind of prune and do things that you need to do so that you can focus on what you're awesome at. And if, and if it's generating revenue, then you definitely need to be doing that. That's right. Hey, I, w- I want to say one more thing about that, Kevin, is that hiring a gardener, yes, it might mean hiring a gardener, someone you pay. It also might mean finding a business partner. Right. Kevin, you and I met on Twitter with Anna Morrison back in 2011. We launched our original company and RNFM Radio then. Things have transitioned somewhat. However, You've been my gardener and I, you know, we've been seeding each other's gardens all these times. Now Elizabeth has been pulled in here too. And now, you know, that creates basically the, you know, the digital compost for us to do what we need to do. So sometimes it means bringing another person into the picture and we haven't worried about revenue. We, we actually didn't worry about it at all for the first two or three years because we right. were busy just creating a platform. So for Amelia, I also want to say that It might mean bringing in a friend or a colleague, or maybe not. It might mean hiring someone. And in her email here, she mentioned several things about trying to figure out if people want the service she's offering. So I don't know, Elizabeth, do you have something to share about, I mean, you've offered various services and products. How do you know that someone might want what you have? Mm, That's a great question. Um, You can survey uh, again, this, this, you need to have an audience to actually survey. So if you don't, you can start asking people that you're connected to in your community and your family, your friends at work. Like you've got to have an idea of what you are going to provide as the solution. And so when you have an idea of what you're going to provide, then you sort of have an idea of who your target market might be. So then you want to get in front of those people to ask them, what kind of problems are you having? Or just listen or go online and just read. I mean, there are so many blogs out there that you can kind of pick up what people are struggling with. Like I'm involved with many of these now um, Facebook groups or LinkedIn discussion groups. And what I do is I literally copy and paste responses that happen there that then, you know, feed other blog posts for me or, or generate ideas. But it's really serving. So if you do have people you can ask, and then once you do grow that following, you can send out a simple survey. What's your biggest challenge with whatever, you know, your solution is going to be? What's your biggest challenge with, you know, for example, self-care? So you want to ask and then get those responses. Um, Again, I just like to be a quiet, observant listener. That's sort of just (laughs) in my nature. And I just listen to the conversation. I just watch. People might not think I'm really on Facebook, which I'm not. But like when I am, I'm just reading this stuff. That's why I'm not constantly like putting my own comments. I'm just kind of reading and learning from what I'm gathering. Um, those were the two ideas that came to the top of my head. And, and, you know, I've always had a business coach for the 
uh, whatever, what many years I'm in this now. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, (laughs) she's always saying, you know, ask people, ask them, survey them. When you do um, set up your email newsletter, have the first autoresponder right there in that series read, what is your biggest challenge with again, fill in your blank. And you'll, I mean, I get responses from that. And then that just goes right into a folder where I keep it. And then I refer to, oh, this is what people are struggling with. This is the language I need to use when I'm creating my product. These are their pain points. So make sure that's in the sales page. So that sort of thing. That's what I've done. Yeah. And on those platforms, there's a lot of traffic happening anyway. So people are going to places like LinkedIn and Facebook and these like groups, either public and or private that you're, that you're involved with. So, mm-hmm. well, because yeah. she said something about va- validating the idea, you know, because she's right. Podcasters do say go to Amazon or Google and just start typing things in, like in the search box about what people are actually buying. So on Amazon, you can look and see like what are the top selling eBooks or products that that are kind of aligned with that. The issue is though is that we're kind of a minority right now. I mean, there are not a lot of nurses out there that we would consider like that that are business owners or entrepreneurs and. So we're kind of blazing these trails. So Elizabeth's idea is much better suited, I think, for the nursing world, at least right now as of 2016, even in 2016. I mean, I feel like we've, you know, leaps and bounds from just few, a few years ago. But there are people that are very active on these forums. And you're right, keep a folder, keep, you know, these documents and copy and paste things and think like, oh, yeah, it seems like the consensus here, like these are the, like, these are the top three or four pain points in this area. And you can kind of do that. But... By you guest blogging, posting on LinkedIn, Medium, HuffPost, wherever you can get in, if people are starting to respond to you, and especially those are high traffic areas, if people are starting to respond to you, then that's also a way to validate that people have more questions or they want to know more from you. Right. That's, that's feedback. You need feedback about your ideas. That's, that's a really great idea. And I want to give a plug here for some of our friends. I want to mention the National Nurses and Business Association. So if you want to join an organization that is supporting and creates a community around nurse entrepreneurship, the NNBA is definitely the place. Uh, NNBANow.com is the place to go. The three of us are going to be at the NNBA conference this October October 14th, 15th, and 16th in Las Vegas. Party on, Vegas. So if you want to party with us in Las (laughs) Vegas, that's the place to be. And Amelia, we'd love to see you there. And lots of burgeoning nurse entrepreneurs come there. So it's not just the speakers that you'll learn from, though you can learn things from those of us who will be up on the stage and in the workshops and the breakout sessions. It's the other people who are there. It's the people you have coffee and and, uh, dinner with. And you talk about your struggles and your ideas and your aspirations and dreams uh, in outside of the conference room. And yeah, and I was uh, sorry. I just want. Can I ahead. say something, or please, you have please. another thought? I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll hold that thought for the moment. Yeah. Yes, hold it. <laughs> well, it's her just, turn now. I was apparently. thinking about what you both said in terms of you know Kevin was just saying just putting but trying things, putting them out there, and then just sort of what you were saying about having these conversations with folks. So. I mentioned I've put products out there. I've put products out there and nothing has happened. So that was like not upsetting. It's more of a learning experience. So you can test things and you would want to test something that's not probably your highest ticket item, but you can certainly test things. And that's feedback right there if no one is taking you up on it. Exactly. I started offering health and wellness coaching for nurses back about five years ago, and it really didn't take off. But People kept asking and asking and asking for career coaching. No matter what I said, they wanted career coaching. So I 
made myself into a career coaching expert by studying like crazy. And I just started putting out coaching, very, very affordable coaching just to test the waters. And as I launched that product, which the product was me, time with me, I realized that, wow, yeah, people actually want to know what I have to say about careers. So I become somewhat of a quote unquote expert in careers for nurses because that's what people asked for. So my self-care for nurses thing kind of fell on its face and I took that feedback and created another, another area where I focused. And one thing I want to say about NNBA and networking and LinkedIn, we've already talked about networking, but I'm going to give another plug here. And this is for Amelia specifically and anyone else listening is that one way to get in front of people to get information is to do informational interviews with people who do what you want to do or something like what you want to do. So if you meet a nurse entrepreneur who offers some kind of service that's even an inkling or shade similar to what you want to do, ask them to do a Skype call with you or a telephone call, or if you can reach them geographically, meet with them in person. And many of us are happy to talk about what we do and support others who want to who want to succeed because we want other nurses to succeed. The other way to do that is to also find people out there who you can just talk to about this, the product you want to offer and you can do one-on-one -on -one product testing. You can say, look, this is what I want to offer. Do you know anyone who has this problem? Can I just speak with that person for an hour, offer them an hour of my time and ask them for their time in exchange and just test some of your ideas, and engage their reactions. Right. In addition to that, there's also something you can do if you have a product that you're, you know, putting together, let's say it's a digital product or even a group course, whatnot, you can beta test it first with a small number of people at either free, but you want something in exchange. So you want testimonials. You'd say, okay, you can go through this program, you can take this service, but then I would want your written or even video is better testimonial that you can then put on the sales page, or you can offer it at a lower price point and say, this is the beta course. I am testing this course. And because of that, you're getting in for, you know, X amount of dollars. That's giving them some skin in the game that'll make them show up if they actually pay for it. But you can beta test things before you actually put it out there to the whole market. Right. And, you know, I love that. I mean, see, you guys are just flying with answers right here, aren't you? <laughs> see, Amelia, look what you did. I mean, you My really arms are flapping, flapping. I know they were holding what your cup of tea in your mouth. And now you're flapping. So <laughs> your tea's spilled on. the Yeah, mouth. exactly. My tea is everywhere. Yeah. The Vegas party has already started. So, you know, the two of you, I love the fact that you guys are eating this up because I knew that this was going to really strike a, a huge chord with us on the show. And, you know, as entrepreneurs, the product, you know, she asks what the product looks like. And Keith, you were kind of touching on the product. She, you, Amelia, you're the product. First and foremost, you're the brand. And so when we talked about that whole investment piece and you're saying, well, like, hey, listen, this is just kind of a hobby. There are some pretty expensive hobbies out there. People skydive. They might take flying lessons. They might, I don't know, for me, I love to build things. And so like I look in my backyard and I'm like, hmm, you know, a pergola would go great there. So then I end up just saying, I'm going to go to the lumber store and buy all that stuff and I'm going to build it. And so, but you might say, yeah, but you're actually putting equity in your home. But what you have to realize is that you're putting equity into your brand by, by this, what you're qualified, you know, you're kind of seeing like, this is a hobby for right now. You're putting equity into your brand because people will start paying attention. They'll think that's actually pretty cool. They'll think that you actually have something to say and you are a resource. So first and foremost, you are the product 
And then eventually how you splice that up into whether you work with nurses who are looking to consult in this care coordination or transition management kind of consulting capacity and would you help coach them to do that or would you actually create a program for organizations i.e hospitals uh, mostly or facilities to help them really kind of refocus their nurses on you know sort of the transitional management and care coordination for their nurses you could, like I said, you could work with clients one-on-one who want to start their own small businesses, but you bring the expertise and the experience or work directly the B2B, these bigger organizations who need somebody like you with your expertise to come in and help them kind of, you know, reshift things and reprioritize things. So that could be just a couple businesses right there, just alone. And then you mentioned an ebook. Well, yeah, you could definitely come up with an ebook and your blog is getting traffic. You could come up with a podcast. You could do video tutorials. You could create your own courses. Of course, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but just start with you as the product. Build you. That's great. And we don't want Amelia and others to feel overwhelmed, like, oh my God, how would I do all these things? And again, we don't want to say, focus on how you're going to do it. Because if I thought about all the things I've done since I started my ventures five to six years ago, I never would have taken the first step because I would have thought, how do I build a website? How do I get a social media presence? How do I become a coach? So, or how do I write a book? I wrote my first book last year. Elizabeth is much more um, skilled and experienced in writing a book. So, you know, Kevin, you mentioned blogging, podcasting, services, products, consulting, coaching, speaking, uh, while I'm mentioning speaking, books, eBooks. I want to mention that multiple streams of income are something to think about in this particular area. Because in her question, Amelia asks about monetizing a blog. So monetizing a blog is one small piece of income you can create for yourself. But you don't necessarily want that to be the center of your focus. Because monetizing a blog is hard. Yes, let's be honest. It is challenging. It's very hard. You could actually, you could do a course. There is a course available, some coaching with Brittany Wilson, the nerdy nurse. So she does teach people how to monetize a blog. She always speaks about it at the NNBA conference. So you could work with her and pay her to teach you how to do it. There's also the Facebook group, group Aspiring Nurse Bloggers. Brittany is pretty much the maven over there and she can help you there. And many of us do chime in on those conversations. So the thing to think about is not how you're going to do all this, but where to start. And we discussed in the beginning of this show, this episode, what we think are some of the things where you can begin. But I want to come right back to you, Kevin, that whole notion of it's you first. You have to start with you and just start building the 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 brand around yourself. And Elizabeth, you also talked about that too. So I think Amelia has a great idea. There's lots of people out there she can talk to And it's the nuts and bolts that's the hard part, you know, figuring out how to, there's that word again, how to do all these things. But there's plenty of support out there and a lot of it actually is not expensive and some of it's free. Yeah, I've been actually recently following uh, this group. I will put the link uh, in the notes too for um, the Focus Blogging Network and it talks on their blog about, you know, how to use goals to increase social media, how to increase blog traffic through goal setting, how to make these measurable goals. And they do have a conference, which I'm actually eyeing at for myself. It's very affordable. It's like 300 bucks and it is content packed. I know a colleague who went last year. I mean, if you're, see again, 
We just mentioned so many things, and I agree. As a listener, you might want to turn off the podcast and run <laughs> for the hills. Like, I'm feeling right. like that myself. So I think you need to get really clear on what you enjoy. Do, do you enjoy writing? If you don't, stay away from it. Yes. If, do you enjoy speaking? If you don't, like, don't worry about it. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing. But you need to figure out what you're best at, what your skill set is, what you will enjoy, because a lot of times you're going to be doing it for free, and then um, capitalize on your strengths. So if you really do want to monetize through a blog, I would look into this because these women, like seriously, the one colleague that I have that went last year to the conference is like, it's all these stay-at-home moms that like make money through their blogs and all they're talking about is like, homeschooling or like, you know, teaching religion or like baking cookies. I just don't understand. How are they making all this money? And I mean, it is possible. I'm not quite sure, like as a nurse, like we could do that, but you know, it is possible. So looking, if that's what you really want to focus on, there are people out there who can help you. And again, at a very reasonable rate. I think that's a topic for another show. I'm so, I would have never brought that up, but you're the female voice of the show, uh, the, the female presence. And I'm, I'm actually, you're right. They're there are a lot of blogs out there, a lot of, I guess they've been labeled mom blogs, but there are some bloggers out there that are doing quite well. And you think, my gosh, how in the world are they doing that? So let's not go down that road. That can certainly be for another uh, discussion. But I just think that you, you know, Amelia, you had said something about uh, providing, because nurses basically, they're not going to go to Amazon. They're not going to try to find a book on this or whatever that is. And they may stay or, you know, stay and be unhappy or leave the position. So yeah, building your brand, that's what RNFM Radio does. We show people that there is a different world out there, that it is not vanilla. You can have sprinkles. And speaking of sprinkles. I love sprinkles. Yeah, see, you love sprinkles, Elizabeth. Yeah, I don't really like them. No, okay. I, actually, I actually like you know, so, the soft serve when it's dipped in the chocolate. and the Oh, chocolate that, that hardens? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So Elizabeth doesn't like sprinkles, but Keith and I, we like sprinkles. So that's what I would want to do. I would want to eat sprinkles all day. Now, Elizabeth, probably not so much. So Elizabeth, you are right. You should be thinking about what it is that you love doing. Because I see so many business owners, especially when they're starting out, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to build the website. I'm trying the logo, the the taxes, the, 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 this, the, that. All I want to do is work with the the end user, the client or the the patient or whatever it is that you're doing, whatever service that you're providing. That's all I want to do. That's what I find the most value in. That's what I love. That's what gets me up in the day, uh, you know, every day. I don't want to do all this other minutia. So don't. Continue to generate the revenue that you can right now while you can so that you can piece some of that off and pay the people to do the things that you don't really want to do so that you can do what you love. And that's where business owners tend to get wrapped up. I said it earlier in the show, they get wrapped up in the minutia of things that they're not very good at. And it takes them 10 hours to learn something that somebody else could do in 30 minutes. And it doesn't mean that you're stupid, you're an idiot or anything like that. No, focus on your expertise right now. And as you're around it, as you immerse yourself in it, uh, as a business owner, you'll start learning, you'll pick up pieces of it down the road. But focus on what you need, what oxygen you need to get you up every day and moving forward to build that brand. So sprinkles or not, I don't know, Amelia, if you like sprinkles, but she might like, you know, yeah, we all have the different things we like. And and that's very true. And we need to just look at what Elizabeth just brought up a couple minutes ago. And Elizabeth, I'm so glad you said it. You said, what do you enjoy? And I think that's so important because you could have an awesome business idea, 
but it's not something you would actually like to spend time doing or teaching people. And if that's true, then there's not going to be a whole lot of oxygen there if you don't enjoy it. So I love coaching people. I love writing. I love speaking in front of groups. I love podcasting. So those are the four things I love to do. And those are the things I spend most of my time doing. And a great business idea is not going to fly unless it really floats your boat and lights your fire. And, and again, that's where a, a business partner or some folks who want to kind of go in with you who have certain strengths to do things that maybe either you don't want to do or you lack the skills to do. Now, we're not saying go out and find a business partner, but like look and see if that's something that could align with you. Uh, because again, that th- those people can give you that, that oxygen, that fuel, and, and help sort of cultivate that, that business together because you feel like you're not doing it alone. Because I'll tell you what, entrepreneurship can be a, a, a very lonely uh, place at times. It really can. Now, people are really running for the hills. Forget it. I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not going to isolate myself. I mean, you could, so don't let it do that to you. So get out there, meet with people, network, meetup.com. Try to go, go to meetup.com. And there should be in your area, in your neck of the woods, you could probably find some other like-minded either nurses or small business owners who could be talking about the same pain points. And you can meet these folks in real life. And they have these, like like I said, usually like these free meetup groups that you can do this stuff and, and meet with other like-minded folks. I don't know. I mean... I have two more thoughts. Actually. Yes. See, look cool. at two that. It's a great show, well, isn't it? Because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm rereading, trying to review and making sure we answered the points. So my first point to Amelia is there was a lot of questions here. And if we did not um, speak to what you needed to hear, please write more to yes. either clarify, to expand upon, because we are happy to have another episode that, you know, digs deeper because I'm reading, um, one question towards the end, you mentioned, you know, a lot of these people give you the overview, which is what I think we've been doing, but don't really dig deep into the foundation in particular. So maybe we have to do that in another episode because I'm mindful of our time. So, um, Amelia, please listen and then, you know, get back in touch as other audience members can do the same. Um, my second thought is without disclosing personal information or where you're at or what's going on with any organizations, I just want to suggest that if you continue to work part-time, full-time, part-time, whatever time, that's okay. I mean, I wouldn't look at that as a negative. I continue to work part-time. Keith works um, very part-time. You know, there's nothing wrong with working part-time and receiving income that certainly pays your personal bills, your mortgage and that sort of thing. But I will say a lot of my money for my business has come from me working part-time. So, and I, I don't feel badly about that. You know, I don't look down on myself as failure. Right. So Cause it's fueling you what work, you want to do, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. You're basically funding what exactly what you, it is that you want to do. That's why. Good point. I, right. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. I just work keep very, open mind to that. Right. That's right, Elizabeth. I work very part-time. I am slowly kind of easing my way out of my, my DON CNO position. But I'm pretty happy there right now. I have great colleagues and we're doing really good work. We passed our joint commission survey. So it also okay. fuels, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, That's it all, fuels good, my good, interest good. in what I do. It keeps my hands in the game in a way, keeps my foot in the clinical door. I am slowly edging my way out because time is of the essence for me. I really need to put more time into my business. But if I work six or eight hours a week at my regular job, it's really okay for me. And when it's not okay anymore, I... I'll have to not do it and take the plunge. Right, right. And, you know, thank you so much for, uh, Elizabeth, for actually going back because, right, we did kind of 
briefly like go over like an overview of like, you know, kind of, we didn't even talk about business organization and some of the insurance pieces. She did indicate that we have talked about it before. Now, I know that on my podcast over at Innovative Nurse, which yes, folks, I am going to have a new episode, but I did talk about uh, getting that business organized, innovativenurse.com forward slash let's get that business organized. Um, but you can just search on innovativenurse.com. But we should talk about it on RNFM Radio because, I mean, we can take some of the content from there and bring it on RNFM Radio for another show. I mean, incorporating can be a very simple um, task depending on, I don't know, because, Amelia, where you live, I'm not sure what it's like for you. I know in Colorado, you pay like 50 bucks and you're like an LLC or a corp. Uh, and and I know I'm like kind of like being sort of like, yeah, whatever, just 50 bucks. There's my business. Boom. There are right and wrong ways of, of going about it. But you can go to like LegalZoom at LegalZoom.com and there's a package there that you can buy. And I can't remember what the how much it really is, but it's very reasonable where they can help you kind of do all the check boxes to make sure that everything is all your ducks are in a row. And I think it's very reasonably priced to organize in your state uh, right. to, to organize that. But yeah, maybe we should talk about the nuts and bolts of that on a later show. Yeah. that there, There's lots of nuts and bolts that we could go into and we might eventually have to launch another podcast just to talk about these issues, like a separate. Should RNF we just call radio. it nuts and bolts? We might have to. <laughs> Nurse, have- nursing nuts and bolts. Yeah, we're definitely going to have very detailed show notes. I've been taking so many notes over here for where people are going to see all these links because we have links to Fizzle. We have links to Focused Blogging Conference. We have the Aspiring Nurse Bloggers. We have NNBA Now. There's so many places. So we'll have to tell people where to go to find all of this because it's going to be great information and a resource people can keep going back to because we don't want everyone to have to just madly take notes while they listen. Right. And Amelia, seriously, if you're embarking on this, and I know that you and I will exchange emails, but once you start embarking on this and you're building that brand, let us know here at RNFM because we will promote it. You would be a success story. And I think that's what is most genuine here is not only are we reaching out, you've reached out to us and we're reaching out back to you. And we're very sincere in this response. I hope that we feel, you know, we are. And some of this stuff isn't, isn't like making you run for the hills but that we would love to share with our community. When you get to a point, your product, i.e. you, you're starting to build that. Let us know. We'll promote it. Because, again, we want to show our communities out there that you are a success. They are a success. So, I mean, really, just start executing on this. I mean, don't even worry about trying to, like, build this WordPress site right now. Worry about what you want to do. And it will take a little bit of time. But as Elizabeth said, Get good with what you want to do, what gives you your breath, like what, you know, makes you excited. How do you envision it? Because essentially, if you envision it like that and you start creating those goals and executing on that, it will happen. You will make it happen. You might have to pivot a little bit here and there along the way. But hey, we're all nurses, right? I mean, we're creative, we're strong, we're smart. We can get through it. I'm out of breath. Well said. I'm out of breath. Oh my gosh. So I was trying to get up to my bookcase quick enough because I did use a book when I was first starting out to teach me about all that, like getting the LLC and all that kind of stuff. And I'll tell you, going step by step through that was awesome, but I couldn't get up and down on time. So I'll have to get that for the next episode. (laughs) Yeah, we should. We we should really talk about that because I think people don't really take that in consideration or they get overwhelmed by it. Like, oh my gosh, the taxes. Oh my gosh, like organizing. Seriously, it isn't right. that complicated. I promise you it's not. 
That's right. And again, the NNBA is a place you can go for advice about things like that. There's plenty of places. I also want to say that in most cities or most states anyway, there are small business organizations. SCORE is the one that comes to mind here in Santa Fe. And I know SCORE exists in other states where you can actually have a, a former or retired business person be your business mentor. And usually SCORE coaching or consulting and classes are free. So one thing to look into is SCORE or the small business incubator in your particular town or city or region. And you can get lots of support because many cities and towns want to support entrepreneurship. Yeah, exactly. I mean, holy smokes. This, I mean, you're right. The show notes, this show chock full of, I mean, there's links. Everybody's like trying to take notes. Don't worry. Uh, oh my gosh. We didn't even have a, like a link for the show. I'll figure it out in post-production and I'll put it in the pre and the out roll unless we have one right now, but it'll be in the show notes for today's show. Absolutely. So, for sure. All right. Well, I don't know. I'm out of breath. I seriously am out of breath. I need to go have some sprinkles. So I'm just going to like not offer anything else for right now because I need to continue breathing and, and perfusing my body uh, and my brain. So you can definitely hit me up, Kevin Ross, at Innovative Nurse. I'll be found Elizabeth Scala at Elizabeth Scala. And I am Keith Carlson over at Nurse Keith. And Kevin, while we're here, and Elizabeth, I just want to say, give a plug that we are now on Instagram. So people need to find us, RNFM Radio, at Instagram. Well, of course, I was going to put that in the post and like the pre and post role. But yes, well, it's good I that you were mine. You did. You I better did. get on there myself. <laughs> yeah, get on the Insta. Yes, definitely follow us over there at RNFM Radio. And Amelia, from the bottom of our hearts, really, truly, we appreciate the fact that you sent this in. And the listeners out there, I'm serious, head over to rnfmradio.com, either the contact us section over on the website or the SpeakPipe app. Just hit that little button and you can actually leave us a voicemail. We'd love to bring it on the show. Anyway, guys, it was so much fun. I love the show. I can't wait for it to go live. And of course, by, by the time everybody's listening to it, I guess it is live. That whole back to the future stuff. Anyway. All right. Well, it's been a blast. So let's roll out and uh, enjoy the rest of our days. Holy smokes. Was that fun or what? I know I say fun a lot because we do. We have so much fun and we love questions in the community, especially those ones that we feel are relevant to the community because our community has very similar questions. We weren't able to go like really deep on a lot of it, some of it was broad, but at rnfmradio.com forward slash hair coordination, because we talked about care coordination, and that's what Amelia was interested in. That's where the show notes live. Lots of details over there, and hopefully we can dive deeper in subsequent shows here uh, on, on RNFM Radio uh, when it comes to, to these specific details about websites and platforms and things like that. But remember, focus on your strengths. What do you bring? What are you good at? And hone that even further. Become the expert. Become the person that people want to know more from you. Like you're that person because you're using these platforms like LinkedIn and Medium and HuffPost, maybe some Facebook groups, and you're just kind of spewing this amazing information, this amazing content. It's extremely helpful. And worry about building that website later because right now you're building your product and if you have a LinkedIn profile that'd be a great place to send people so you can use that as your link back to you because you can have your CV there a list of everything that's that you're you know you have experience in and what you're working on 
and put your photo up there and really get engaged on LinkedIn. It's a great professional social platform out there that can at least get you started. And then when you're ready to likely hire someone to start building that site, I would recommend that rather than paying someone to try to teach you how to do this step by step right away, because that might be cost prohibitive in the beginning, especially because in the beginning, you're trying to generate revenue, you're trying to still build awareness and your brand. And that's just something that you need to delegate right away. Some of you might disagree with me. Some of you might be like, I need to have my hands in all of the minutia of my business. Well, I've seen so many small businesses fail because of that, because of the lack of delegation and pushing things off your plate that you have no time, interest, or skill set to do right then and there. I realize you're bootstrapping. I realize it's a startup, but seriously, you got to focus on your strengths and have somebody who knows what they're doing deal with that. Create realistic budgets. I'm not saying you got to blow it out of the water with you know your finances, but definitely something a little bit more than a couple hundred bucks to get you started to just either set up a simple WordPress site with a nice theme and maybe a few pages, or you can go to Wix or Weebly or Squarespace. We mentioned those. Those are kind of do-it-yourselfers. It's not going to be beautiful at first, but just continue to just post there, create valuable content. And as time goes on, as you build up and as revenue starts building up, you'll have more resource to put into your sites. But right now, focus on your product, focus on your strength. Wow. Speaking of strength, we get strength from you because of the time investments that you make. The, your time and attention is so valued here at Pulse Media, and we, we totally love it. So we'll keep throwing out the content and hopefully you'll just keep consuming it and hit us up at rnfmradio.com under the contact us page or that SpeakPipe app on the right side of the website to leave us a voicemail, a message or whatever. We'd love to bring your question, comment on the show. So we hope that you'll just continue to find that passion, execute on those ideas, rinse and repeat. And we'll see you back here with us again on our next episode of RNFM Radio.